Hey, everybody, and welcome back in to Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how quarantined are you today? Very, uh, very. We're doing a good job here of just being at the house and not leaving. Haven't been anywhere. Well, we went for a good walk yesterday. People should do that. It's safe to go outside and walk. Just don't walk or jog near others or in groups. And, uh, yeah, we went for a good walk down to Mobile Bay yesterday, and that was invigorating. But uh, other than that, we're locked up tight. How about you? Well, I, I'll tell you, I'm I'm struggling because, you know, I write a weekly article for the local paper here, and, you know, it's not easy. I mean, there's not a lot out there, and I've already used up two non-sports articles in a row because we haven't had sports in two weeks, and now it's coming up on week three, and I guess I'm going to do – I was in Walmart a minute ago trying to think, what the hell am I going to write about? And I came up with a good news, bad news scenario type thing and so like good news i mean the bad news is i'm definitely getting fatter uh i walked all the i was true walmarty today because i went into walmart and i didn't realize my pants weren't buttoned my shorts weren't buttoned because i couldn't button them because i've gotten too fat and but nobody else gave a shit because nobody else had on most people didn't have buttonable pants Buttons. they had sweat yep. but um the bad news is i'm getting fatter the good news is so were all of y'all so yep. it doesn't really affect us all. We sort of, you know, if everybody gets a $10,000 raise, it doesn't really matter much. You know, if we all gain 10 pounds, <laughs> then we all stay kind of the same. I mean, it kind of works out. Nobody's getting in better shape. I've seen some people on Facebook with their stories or Instagram stories, and it shows them working out. But I see your arm flab. I see your thighs that look like they've got hail damage. I, I, I'm, I'm telling you, I see it. We all see it, and it's okay. We're all allowed to get fatter right now. That's, that's just the way it is. Um, all right, Jimmy, today we're going to talk about the 2015-16 National Championship game, um, the, one of the best national championship games in the history of national championship games. But before we do that, we will, uh, you know, BOL, they, they're also struggling for content, but they're doing a much better job of it than I am. Uh, Bama Online has come out with the 10 most highly ranked basketball prospects we've ever had because Josh Primo just committed to Alabama, and he's, he's going to be up there, I would assume, even though they don't have him on this list. I wonder, uh, let's see, huh. I wonder, he would rank 13th is what they say. And it, you know, based on <laughs> – Dating um, back to when? See, I've not seen this list. I've not seen this list. This is news to me, well, so I mean, that's exciting. It, but it's going to shock you. Well, how you. how far back does it go? I mean, that's that's my first question. Well, okay. Ratings of basketball prospects began in two thousand. So okay, you know, so obviously Antonio McDice, Antonio McDice would probably be on this list. But you know, he wasn't like a top twenty in the country guy, if I remember right. I mean, he was. He ended up going number two in the draft, but he right. he developed. Somewhere between the end of his sophomore season and the beginning of the NCAA tournament that year when he went <laughs> off against Penn. And then he also had a good game against uh, Big Country Bryant. Big, Big Country in Oklahoma you, State. Yeah, yeah if he yeah. hadn't uh, – if he hadn't – he hurt his knee that game, so he was out a little bit. And then he took an elbow to the face against Bryant. And if those two things don't happen, Alabama might have won. He only put up 52 points, and he had 26 of them. So, um, okay, let me run down this top ten. So we can get through that and then get to the uh, the game. But number 10, and this this went right off the gate, shocked me. The 10th best prospect we've signed since 2000 
Here we go, yo. Here we go, yo. So what? So what's the scenario, Hillman? How about really? That? Yeah. Uh, I'm not shocked. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not shocked. I'm, I'm surprised. Surprised, but not shocked. I do remember him being highly recruited, but I don't. I didn't remember him being recruited by the Dukes and Kentuckys. I mean, to me, he was like, didn't we kind of just beat Georgia for him? Maybe, but but he was I, the number three prospect in Georgia. He was. Um, he. He was ninth at his position, 39th in the country. Now, obviously, Mario Hillman was probably hell in high school because he was so athletic, and he could dunk Hmm. as well as anybody that's ever played in Alabama. Probably maybe the greatest leaper we've ever had in the program. I mean, it would be up there anyway. Uh, Gerald Wallace, probably in there. Um, Alonzo G may be in there. Um, McDyce. (laughs) McDyce had one of the greatest uh, verticals ever. Uh, but scenario Hillman for his size specifically, uh, yeah. yeah, I think so. But he was, um, <laughs> it's funny. I mean, they put this down as if it's this tremendous accomplishment. I guess it is, but at the same time, it didn't. Says scenario Hillman was a four year regular who averaged 7.8 points for his 132 games and ranks 50th all time in Bama scoring points. I mean, that's surprising to if me, he ranks 50th, huh? I mean, that's surprising that he's 50th all time. I mean, that that's because we don't remember. I, I don't think collectively we remember Hillman as a really good player at Alabama, but maybe, maybe as usual, we're hypercritical and wrong. <laughs> I remember, you know, he had a huge dunk against Auburn, like over somebody. I remember that one time. Yeah, but other than that, his, his career was pretty nondescript. But if you end up 50th all-time scoring, you did something right now. I know he played in 132 games, so this was in the era of, you know, you played four years unless you were a freak. Uh, but, but uh, yeah, obviously, great recruit, but only a good player. And uh, it will set off a post-list a post list rant that I have building over over this already. But go right ahead. All right, I'm going. I'm going to just run down a few of them because we need to take them in stride, or else we'll we'll have the whole right. podcast dedicated to it. Which, is Which you know what, isn't a horrible idea if we want to. I guess we could just run down this list and then do the national championship game tomorrow. You want to do that? Well, well, let's just do this list and then we'll see what we have time for. I think the list is entertaining. <laughs> well, hey, look, hey, we're hurting for content too, guys. I mean, you know, <laughs> we're making up. We're making you know, up as we go. Soon, we're going to be ranking podcasts we've done. <laughs> for instance this Spoiler, one's terrible they're all laughed this one's at the bottom <laughs> yeah this, this one start out easy choice no brainer um okay number nine is ronald Steele, and wow. that seems low he was he was only the number three prospect in alabama that year and i can't i mean well that was the damn, greatest year was it was a great year for that, prospects it was the best probably the best crop ever in a single year even to this day it was a white Came out that year, and Michael Williams were they ranked ahead of him? Was it the uh, the kid from Tuscaloosa that signed with Indiana, and then uh, oh, and then yeah, Mike yeah. Williams? Um, yeah, uh, shoot, White was his name. I, right? I mean, I can look it up in a second, but yeah, that may be it. But boy, and turns out Ronald Ronald was better than those two guys, right? Yeah, yeah, I think uh, I, I think so. And obviously, with a career affected by injury, uh, you know, uh, and everything, but the fact that he's that, that we have have apparently signed to eight more highly recruited guys and Ronald Steele's pretty surprising because but again he did come out I, I remember that that was a there were five or six great players in state that year that that all were or should have been national top 100 guys 
for us to have six is insane because normally we don't even have one. But we had six in that year. Uh, Miles uh, was also in that uh, class. Walter Sharp. And, and I think a oh, sixth man. guy, oh, that, that, and a sixth guy that that was ended up being really good too. That that, that was ranked pretty high. That that wasn't when KT. No, nah, I wasn't KT. Uh, but it, you know, it, it, there was a sixth guy too. It was Glenn Miles who who mm-hmm. went to Alabama. But man, if he sort ever of. was here, I don't remember it. <laughs> I mean, sort I just of. don't. Frank Tolbert yeah. was in that class. Who was Demari Carroll was in that class. Of course, he was yeah, teammates with That's um. That's yeah. who I was thinking of. Um, and uh, Aaron Petway, who went to Oklahoma, ended up at Oklahoma State from Mobile Christian. Wow. Um, I'm looking at – how about this name? Number 10 that year was Tangeray Beavers. That may be an all-timer name. <laughs> that's, a gr- that's a great Tangeray Beavers? How do – I would have signed him and just been like, look, I'll let the chips fall where they may. I mean, <laughs> uh, Beavers eating up the glass, of course. I mean, um, okay. <laughs> So, all right, so Steele, you know what's funny about Steele? I thought about thinking about Ronald Steele makes me think about, um, again, his career uh, was good. I mean, he, you know, obviously, I mean, look, I love Ronald Steele. However, um, I don't think it ever advanced to the point people thought it would. Um, but well, I always remember that game against Georgia in Tuscaloosa. He gets – I mean, we're we're – I think we're tied with him, uh, about to go into overtime. He get, he has the ball. He sort of dribbles into some trouble. He sort of switches around, moves around, moves around, and then he switches pivot feet, and it's not called a travel. It should have been a travel, and then he drops one in at the buzzer. Um, but uh, let's see, Ronald Steele, despite having his Alabama playing career injury plagued, he ranks 44th all time. Man, I'll tell you what, if you had told me Scenario Hillman is only six spots away from uh, it, Ronald it's Steele injury. in terms of all-time scoring – yeah. It's injury and, and, and number of games played. And I'll, I'll go this far for people that don't remember, or, or I, this is, this is the way I remember Steele is had he never been injured and had been perfectly healthy. He's basically Colin Sexton. I mean, a similar player to me, uh, not, not identical, but similar. Maybe Sexton was, a little more advanced and by that mean was a little more splashy as a freshman in terms of like, Oh my gosh, this guy is so obviously great. Whereas I think as a freshman at Alabama steel was like, give this kid about one more year and he'll be unbelievable. Yeah. And, 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 you know, but uh, you know, I, I think steel, uh, well, I'm not going to say is the equivalent of Colin Sexton uh, was in the ballpark for sure. Healthy. Boy, you know, and I just I just found that odd. I mean, it's weird to see these numbers right in front of your face about Scenario Hillman being so close to uh, Ronald Steele in terms yeah. of scoring. You. And then number eight, and we won't talk about him too much because we've talked about him a lot lately, and that is Kyra Lewis. Kyra Lewis comes in as the uh, – he was the 39th player in the country that year. Uh, Scenario Hillman was the 39th player in the country his year. And um, so – Kyra ended up being uh, more representative of what you, you get out of a yeah, player ranked that true. high normally. Normally. Uh, yeah, Kyra, and Kyra we'll funny, see how he does in the NBA. We'll see how he does in the NBA. But Kyra, regardless of what he does in the NBA, Kyra was a very, very good player at Alabama during a period in our history where it was unfortunate that Kyra wasn't on better teams and had to do so much of it by himself. But a really uh, good player. Kyra ends up with 1,031 points 
in his two seasons, and I assume he won't be back. Scenario Hillman right. in his four years had 1,032 points. <laughs> well, I guess to show up. So Kyra twice as productive as Scenario, literally, literally twice here's as productive another, in his time. Here's something else. Um, so Alonzo G is the number seven uh, top player oh. that Alabama's ever signed according to 24-7 rankings. He was a four-star. He was ranked 35th, 31st in the country, just like Ronald Steele was 31st in the country his particular year. So we have two 39s and two 31s through our first four. Um, I didn't remember G being that highly, highly ranked. I really didn't, although definitely a good player at Alabama and then would go on to actually play several seasons in the NBA. And here's listen to these stats for G. Um, this is what they say about him. A true all-around player, G ranks 13th all-time Bama scoring with 1,630 points, uh, 10th in steals with 149, 20th in rebounding with um, uh, 5.7 per game in his 128 games. He led Bama in scoring at 15 points per game as a senior. He was on the freshman All-SEC team, uh, second team All-SEC in, in his senior year, and he played in the NBA for six different teams. So, I mean, frankly, he should have some bank built up. I mean, not, you know, he's, right. he he's probably not going to quit work, but, I mean, he can, he can come close. You know, basketball's changed so much, and G was sort of, you know, I think early in, in, in Mark, I guess early, he was an early, early Mark Godfrey guy. Uh, you know, I wonder if G, if, if we made a, a category this narrow, who was our last best four-year guy? It's probably G. Oh. And that's a long I mean, uh, in, in other words, that's a long time. Who who's our best player to play four years? I'm not talking about all time. I'm talking about who's the last guy who was a really good player that was there for four years. It'd probably be G I'm, or I'm, no, Levi. Okay. I'm gonna surprise you. I'm gonna surprise you. It's gonna come up in a minute. And uh because okay. I just looked down the list a little bit and I found somebody that would top it. Okay. Uh okay. Uh first of all, arguably this guy could be considered a topper, and that's Levi Randolph. Yeah, that's um, what I was just saying. Number, Levi's the name that came to mind for me. Yeah, he and another guy, Ty, and I'll tell you the Ty member in a second, but Randolph was ranked 30th in the country, 10th in his position, and number one prospect in Alabama when he came out. He was at Alabama from 2012 to 15. He ranks 21st all-time in scoring with 1,336 points. Um, so he's right behind G, who ranked well, actually, no, G ranks 13th, sorry. Um, but his, his 146 free throws is tied for ninth in tied history. That's interesting. Wow. Uh, as a senior versus Ole Miss, he made 17 of 17, which is also tied for number two, made one game. When's the last time you ever thought about somebody going to the line for Alabama and saying, that, that's automatic? But he was as close to automatic as you could be. Wow, I didn't really remember that uh, about him. I remember Sexton, even Kyra being a really good free throw shooter, especially his freshman year. But uh, I didn't remember that about that Levi was nearly perfect. Uh, But I do remember in his senior season when he really became a a borderline NBA player, which is what he still is basically to this day, a borderline NBA player. uh, At at one point he became the offense. It was kind of like, well, everybody get the hell out of the way and let's hope Levi can score, (laughs) you know. That's true. So, all right, Jimmy, let's go ahead and take a break. When we come back, we'll break down these others. I think we can make a whole podcast out of this, Mark. I like it. We're good like that. It's a change of pace. We're good like that. We'll, We'll be back in just a second. 
All right, Jimmy. So now that was the number five player, Levi Randolph. That's where we've gotten to a tie for the number five player in terms of ranking at point oh nine eight seven eight. I guess is uh, John Petty. Um, he was yeah. he was the thirty third player in the nation uh, his year. Which, frankly, I remember that being a little low because, boy, I thought he was a five star. I guess he was on Rivals, maybe not here. John, Petty he might have been a five star on one service. Yeah. John Petty has scored 1,137 career points at Bama, which is – that's fourth in Bama history. All right. So, yeah. That's fourth? So if he's he came back, already. he'd have a if he come, He could be our all-time leading He's going to easily surpass it, barring injury, right? Wow. Wow. That's reason to come back. I know that. Offer? I know I know it. It's, I guess it doesn't replace money, and I shouldn't just tip it up and telling you, John Petty. That's going to mean a yeah. lot to you, pal. It's going to mean a lot to you. I promise it'll mean a lot to you. Well, okay. Well, okay. Yeah, I think it would mean a lot. And um, I think it would be a – what a cool thing to have, like, as an Alabama native, too. Yeah. Um. So, uh, boy, I, I, I'm surprised. I, I really am. Yeah. Um, I figured he would be up there. Uh, but if you would just asked me beforehand and said, where does John Petty rank today? Uh, and I'm like, gosh, I guess now he's been there three years. So, uh, uh, I, I mean, I, I, my honest guess would have been 10th or 12th because we are in an era where there's more points, and, and he certainly scored a lot of points this year uh, because of the, the tempo of our program. But anyway, I'm just saying uh, fourth, uh, third. The fact that he can almost easily finish number one, that does surprise me. But I expected him to be up there. All right, I've got to look at the all-time leading scores here because I, I just assumed it's actually um, – well, let's see. I'm looking here. In a game, Mike Nordholtz. I've, is it bad that as an Alabama fan that loves basketball, I've never heard the name Mike Nordholtz? <laughs> I think that Is was, that bad? That was, was it pre-integration? I mean, it's got to be. I guess so. <laughs> I, um, I know – the name, but only because when you said that name, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's that leading scorer guy in a single game. So uh, I wouldn't have been able to pull that name out of thin air, but when you said it, I'm like, yeah, that's that's who that guy is. All right, I, I'm going to have to assume it's uh, – oh, actually, Reggie King is Alabama's all-time leading scorer with 2,168. So, yeah, I don't think he's going to top that. 2,100 and Petty's at basically 1,100. Yeah. So yeah. He ain't getting, he ain't getting thousand. another thousand points this year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's just not 20 happening. points in a game. Five times in. Yeah. He's going to have to score a lot. <laughs> okay. So he won't be number one. Yeah. Carry the one. Yeah. That's not happening. <laughs> um, but Reggie King, uh, boy, what about the mule, right? Yeah. Reggie he was the mule, mule King. Um, What's funny is one time I was talking with two friends of mine that are big Alabama basketball fans. This is like 15 years ago when we had been drinking and we're riding, we're, we're riding in the car and I'm going to pretend there was an Uber driver, even though it didn't exist. And um, <laughs> we started talking about Alabama players and I got sort of mixed up and I said something about like, yeah, Jerry Mule Harper. And they were like, that's not the mule. And I was like, I know that's not the mule. Why did I just say that? I was like, they were like, is he hung like a mule or something? And I was like, yeah, maybe Jerry Harper might have been a mule, but for a different reason. <laughs> uh, Reggie King. I mean, they might have just both had the nickname mule. I mean, I don't know. 
Um, anyway. I think that was a nickname you just gave uh, to him out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to tell you something, though. That's, if you're going to get the nickname Mule, you either need to be somebody that, like, is a workhorse and they just kick ass, or, you know, you're pretty well endowed. Either way, it's a good thing. Nobody's ever called a Mule, like, in a bad way. I know that uh, Clint Eastwood was in the Mule, that movie. <laughs> but, I mean, even then, he made some money toting drugs back and forth i guess maybe you're really dumb too maybe you could be really dumb like guy's an idiot he's like a mule <laughs> or just stubborn stubborn like a mule, i guess even then i mean whatever okay we're, we're uh number four on this list and this is where we can take up four podcasts talking about this this is um this guy is like what's that podcast everybody loves that's always about uh, uh like a mystery what's the name of that podcast you know what i'm talking about uh, are you talking about the podcast where they talk about supernatural stuff like uh, UFOs and Bigfoot? No, it's or... always like a mystery and um, it, like it's not unsolved. It's like a one-word podcast. It's like uh, uh, damn, what's the name of it? But it, it started the whole podcast the mystery genre, huh? Really, the Mule? Yeah, the the Mule. Huh. Yeah, that's what it's called. <laughs> but Devonta Ballard um, is, is uh, number four. <laughs> And I mean, how many times do you think Alabama basketball coaches have gotten a call like, I can't make it to practice? Why? Why can't you make it to practice? Well, my stepmother's kidnapped my baby sister or whatever it was. <laughs> it's a long story, but long story short, my stepmother's kidnapped my baby, my baby sister and I got to handle that. I mean, like, <laughs> like isn't that, that kind of what happened? Uh, well, uh, I, I believe his, his actual mother kidnapped a distant cousin's baby oh. because that baby's mother owed her some money. So she's like, wow. Oh, you didn't pay your bill. Didn't pay back the loan. I'm taking your baby and actually used Devante's car as the right. getaway, as the kidnap vehicle. <laughs> Therefore, Devante was briefly charged as an accessory. <laughs> this happened. This could only happen to Alabama. It, on the one hand, it's the craziest story. And on the other hand, it explains partly why Anthony Grant is national coach of the year and had no success in Alabama. <laughs> the story explains why he's one of the best coaches in college basketball and had no success. It's this story. Because landing Pollard in Mississippi was a really big deal. He was extremely highly rated. And... While his freshman year to many was disappointing, the only year he played at Alabama, because I think most people expect five stars to all look like the Fab Five. You know, well, if you're not Chris Weber, you weren't a five star. Well, to me, he looked like a guy that was like, oh man, you know, he 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 just uh, he just needed to play against good competition and good athletes and was going to get better and better and better. I, I think had none of that wacky craziness ever happened. Pollard probably would have been a borderline all SEC player in his sophomore season. Instead, his career got extremely sidetracked until the charges against him were dropped. He went to a junior college in the middle of nowhere. And I remember this only happening to this kid. He went to a junior college that never updated their stats. So you couldn't ever find Pollard stats, but what you could find was wrong. And uh, a lot of Alabama fans on message boards bought that and, and then mocked, because uh, back then it was all about mocking Grant, mocked Grant, mocked Pollard, mocked his ranking, because 
he was quote only averaging four points a game at this junior college. Well, I, I think he I think he scored four points in the first game, and they never updated it. <laughs> From there, <laughs> he ended up somewhat highly recruited again after junior college, signing with Houston, uh, where he had a pretty decent junior year and a really good senior year, where he was a first team all conference. So Pollard was a good player. He never earned, however, that extremely high recruiting ranking. It never proved to be as good as his ranking suggested. But one, but one would wonder, there's no doubt what sidelined everything for him. That total craziness that none of that ever happened. And Pollard had been at Alabama uh, for two or three or four years. Uh, who knows? But to my knowledge, he's playing professional basketball in Europe. Well, he... He did. It was East Mississippi Community College, which I mean, I have heard of. It's not as out there as no. as I thought. Well, it's um, for basketball. He, yeah, it's not a basketball. Um, right. And he did finish at Houston, where he averaged fourteen points and about six rebounds a game as a senior. So, but he wasn't selected in the NBA draft. He he played professionally overseas, is what it says. So I assume mm-hmm. his career is done there. Um, Jimmy, let's go ahead and take another break. When we come back, we're going to. Uh, talk about the three most highly rated prospects Alabama basketball has signed since 2000. All right, Jimmy, the number three guy is the one that I think you missed on in terms of four-year player with the best career. Uh, and it's not it, – Alonzo G is a good guess. I think Levi Randolph would have been a good guess. Relative. But if you ask me, J. Michael Green is the answer. J. Michael Green. Yeah, I'd somewhat yeah. forgotten that it was four years. And, uh, yeah, easily. I'd some, I'd some, I, I would have guessed he actually left after his junior year. But, but okay, now that you say that, boy, what a frustrating career. I mean, with Jermichael Green, it was like a frustrating career to me. I mean, now I think part – I bet a lot of Jermichael's problems – correct me if I'm wrong in terms of how I'm remembering this. But I think a lot of Jermichael's – uh, you know, he didn't really blossom or develop fully at Alabama. I think that happened after Alabama in, in, in the NBA is when he really became what he should have, what he could have been, should have been all along. We never saw the yep. best of Jermichael. And, and, and I think the reason being is he showed up at the worst possible time when Godfrey's Alabama was starting to slip off the cliff when right. Mark – when Mark was clearly not the same driven coach he was earlier, when we didn't have the same great staff Mark had put together early in his tenure, and Jamichael was just never developed. Now, I'm not putting all of it on on Mark. I think some of it's on Jamichael. I bet if you interview him today, he would tell you he was an immature kid that that found some maturity as he grew up, and he he wasn't – uh, the quote professional he should have been at Alabama. So some of it's on him, but I think he just came to Alabama at the exact wrong time when Mark just wasn't developing the players as he should have because he had uh, other interests. Then Mark leaves, and I think Jermichael's senior season was Grant's first season. And, yep. and then we had all sorts of discipline issues as Mark's program yep. had zero discipline at all grant shows up with all these rules and a couple of our players like jermichael didn't adapt easily to hey all of a sudden there's a new sheriff in town and i just think Mm -hmm. the time he showed up at alabama was bad had jermichael been a freshman like this year and got to play all four years under oats 
you know, or something like that, then then we would have NBA Jamichael. You know what I mean? But that's just the way I look at it. But he was a very, very highly recruited and, and had a ton of talent. But we we just didn't see a great player at Alabama, only a pretty good one. No, that's right. Um, he does rank uh, 12th all time with points at 1,656. So just above G. Um, he uh, is 12th in rebounding at 968. Uh, he had 70 block shots in 2011, which ranked ninth in Bama history um, for a single season. So, I mean, look, he had a he had a nice career. I'm like you. I think he could have averaged four more points and two more rebounds and one more block a game based on his potential and what he's become in the league, which he's still playing. And in fact, uh, when he was playing for Memphis, and, and now I think he's with the Clippers, right? But I mean, it's hard to Clippers. tell where because of the coronavirus but um <laughs> he was with the with memphis and he was kicking ass and the he's clippers felt like they got a steal with him yeah i mean i think he's playing well with him too so yeah um, or at least i don't think was, he's a guy that's barely hanging on to the roster you know what i mean i don't think he's like the last guy on the roster i mean i think he's like a a good player yep um number two on the list in terms of uh highly ranked basketball players alabama signed on this bama online list is richard Hendricks. he comes in yeah. at number he was at number 10 in the country that year. Um, he only ranks 22nd. Now, he left a year early, but he only ranks 22nd in all-time scoring. And I will tell you, he would have had a shot. He would have had a shot to get up there with Mule um, because he had 1,327 points. Um, at average 14 points a game. You know, if you – you don't have a calculator with me, but what's 15 times 30? I mean, 450? He wouldn't have gotten there, but – Let's say if he averaged 18 points, okay, all of a sudden he's yeah. a hell of a right. lot closer. Doing some no math in my head. I remember being um, mad he left too. I, I I thought that it was a yeah. huge mistake that he had left. I, I I thought that he had more developing to do and and yep. and wasn't ready. Even I'm sure he got frustrated because this is what those recruiting rankings do to these kids, Luke. I mean, Richard Hendricks is like probably blaming everything and everyone around him for why he's not the tenth best college player. Um, you know, these they're holding me back. I'm not getting good coaching. I'm not getting good advice. It's this, it's that, it's this, it's that. And, and those rankings create this expectation. And how many kids rank 10th uh, in the country ever have to understand that it's about work ethic, that it's about being blue collar, that it's about diving for loose balls, that it's about being a team leader. Uh, you know, they, they, we, we, we make them rock stars. What you give them that fifth star. I, I think what it is, Luke, really, I, I bet over half of those kids that don't make it, you give them that fifth star and half of the kids just can't handle it mentally because right. they, they they just put it on cruise control then. And and I'm not really blaming blaming so much the kid. I mean, they're only 17, 18, 19 years old. But I, I'm kind of blaming myself a little bit for like how when I hear Richard Hendricks, do I, do I look back and go, gosh, what a disappointment. Well, really? I mean, he, he, he was a starter. He was a productive player. He helped us win some games he's ranks on the all-time list there and, and would have ranked even higher had he come back and it's 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 a shame on me for looking back on what was clearly a really good player and thinking he's a disappointment but you know clearly he never lived up to the unfair high school hype well I just looked at his wikipedia page these are the teams he's played for and I, i'm with you i think if he stays one more year i think he, yeah. you know because just Maybe. like the five-star 
can be something to a kid's head. I think if an NBA player, if, if you draft an NBA player in the first round, they're not so easy to give up on you. Um, but here's the teams he's played for since 08. The Bakersfield Jam, the Dakota Wizards, Grenada, Maccabi Tel Aviv, Imperio Armani Milano, Locomotive Cuban, Unicaja, Maccabi Tel Aviv again, Grand Canaria, Gallus, Gallus Garray, uh, Le Mans, and now he's with Osaka Evesa, which is in Japan. But in, in his Wikipedia page says, um, Hendricks teamed up with future NBA player Alonzo G and future European professional players Ronald Steele, Chuck Davis, and Jamario Davidson and Mikhail Riley. Holy hell, we had a damn squad back in 06, apparently. Um, and I just don't remember how good it was. It's easy to forget how good we had it because we have not had it good in a while. But um, That was the last time we were good. The last time we were really good. We made the NCAA tournament under Mark five consecutive seasons. And during that stretch, we made it to an Elite Eight. And at one point, we were the number one ranked team in America in the polls. And uh, that's what we did under Mark. But, you know, I also remember – our fans bitching we were throughout the whole time. <laughs> the we, bitching about Mark, you know, f- even even during those times. Now at the end of there's Mark 2.0, which was a failure, but Mark 1.0, yeah. we had it going on really good, despite the normal amount of bitching and screaming from the fans. <laughs> All right, number one on this list should shock nobody. It's Colin Sexton. He was the number five player in the country. Um and the number one prospect in Georgia. He only played one year, obviously, at Alabama, but he averaged 19.2 points a game. I don't remember him averaging that many points, though, but he, I guess he did. He had 632 points. Now, this was never going to happen, but had Colin Sexton stayed four years, yeah, he 20. would clearly be Alabama's all-time leading scorer. Yeah, because um, he would have scored more and more and more. You know what yeah. I mean? You can't Even if you just projected over four years, he's the all-time leading scorer, but he actually would have scored more because he's a better player today than he was when he was at Alabama. Trust me. Is his running, floating one-hander against A&M uh, in the SEC tournament to – not only did it advance us in the SEC tournament, it, it got us the um, – It got us the, in the NCAA, no doubt. Uh, is that the most memorable play in Alabama history basketball-wise over the last 10 years? Last 10 years, yes, and I would rank it even higher than that myself. Now, I'm not as good with the, you know, you're going to be better than me at the memory of this, this, and, and that. But, I mean, I'll rank it up there with, I mean, the only shots I can remember that are, like, bigger deals to me is, like, you know, Petway's backdoor layup to beat Florida to win the SEC, uh, Elliott Washington's three-point shot to beat Arkansas in the SEC tournament when Wimp was here. I mean, that's what I compare. I mean, I compare it to the all-time forever plays, and it still ranks really high with me in large part because it was sexed. And, I mean, I think we knew what we had the whole time with Colin uh, and the fact that he would not only be an NBA first-round pick after his freshman season, but to be a top-ten pick and then go on to the NBA and prove to be just as good as where his rankings and draft-wise suggest. There's a kid that lived up to every bit of it. But on the other hand, you know, just like we talk about in football, Luke, I think it's true in basketball. You know, these basketball rankings have gotten more accurate over the years and and a little more trustworthy as it's sort of turned more from art into science. Still an art, but 
it's just the, the, the rankings are just better than they used to be. I, I think it's just the system, the technology, the, the, the eyeballs, and I think just the quality of people that are doing these rankings uh, and the availability of tape. You get to see everybody. Uh, there's no more secrets, no more hidden players from tiny towns. Um, all those things, you know, have made it to where the rankings are just more accurate today than they used to be. The name that was absent, and I guess I'm just missing the year. So, so Gerald Wallace wasn't in the 2000s. Gerald Wallace. Oh no, like Gerald new... Wallace. No, Gerald Wallace. I think was 99. Okay, okay. I'm, I'm I kept ex- expecting so the whole time Gerald up. Wallace was going to be number one. Yeah, he, yeah. Gerald Wallace is the most highly, re- even with Colin Sexton, Gerald Wallace is the most highly recruited basketball player Alabama's ever signed in my lifetime. I mean, no, I, well, uh, Colin Sexton was number five. I mean, I don't. Let me see if I can go back. Let me. See. I mean, let me just be I sure. Thought, but okay, I. I'm going to 99 here, and there's no results for 24/7. So, I mean, I'm assuming that they that mm-hmm. that they didn't start ranking till 2000. Well, they didn't even have any results for 2000. So, well, um, they were using rivals rankings back then because 24/7 isn't 20 years old. So, right. You know, uh, but I'm just saying, I my recollection in terms of of rankings was Gerald Wallace was the number two player in the country. That's my recollection, but. Actually, That's Gerald Wallace was 2000 to 2001, so I guess he'd be considered the 2000 signing class. I don't know why in the world they don't have him on there. I thought he was 99. I, I guess I say 99 because I remember going to see him play in 99 in the 2000 uh, season as a high schooler. Um, but, yeah, boy, I'm going to have to look him up on Rivals. But, you know, going back to Sexton just for a second, sure. um, the thing about Sexton, he is really coming into his own as an NBA player, too. And that's another thing that just sucks for uh, this coronavirus thing because he was he was on the verge of becoming a star. I mean, he's he's probably one of the top 25 players in the league right now. And I, I you say, well, what's the big deal? That's a big deal. That's a really big deal. <laughs> I mean, you're the 25th best player in the world in what is now a completely globalized sport. Uh, yeah, he's one of the 25 best players in the whole world and he's only you know 21 years old or so i mean gosh uh yeah he's gonna be he's gonna be one of the greats probably perennial perennial nba all-star gonna make a quadrillion jillion dollars all we gotta do is well, start playing games again. rivals only goes back rivals only goes back to 03 so i guess they're not a huge uh, help um but yeah i'm sort of with you like a, boy i remember wallace was definitely a five-star and the story that i love to tell is um Terry Clark, who CC Bama, a lot of people know him from the interwebs, but uh, he and I went to go see Gerald Wallace play Jamario Moon's team in Childersburg. Jamario Moon played for Coosa County, which is, is steeped in basketball tradition. And um, <laughs> those two were playing each other. And the gym was packed. I mean, no, I'm, I'm not being facetious. Coosa County won a state championship just oh, really? two I years did, ago. I did, yeah, I they, Coosa County's big time. Oh, they're for some reason. Ass. For some well, reason, that's escaped my notice. They've had Adelia Thomas. They had um, Justin Tuck. I mean, Coosa County's had some dudes, man. They've had some dudes. So, um, anyway, uh, we go to the game, and it's slammed. And the fire marshal won't let anybody in. Well, I just happened to be wearing uh, – uh, not a suit, but a coat and tie because I'd been to a chamber of commerce meeting earlier that day. And um, 
this was like 2000. I was, I was still young looking. And I mean, I didn't know what I was doing. The chamber of commerce didn't know what I was doing at this basketball game, but I was just like, Hey, look, you sure we can't get in? He said, are you a scout? And I said, yes, yes, I am a scout. (laughs) And they said, well, you come in this way. And they let us in and I stood behind the basket with Terry. um, And we just stood there and watched the whole game. And it was pretty amazing. I mean, and people were coming up to me, I, I will say no fewer than four or five times, you know, asking if I was a scout, what do I think of him? Just I mean, because was, you, you wore pretty, because you wore a suit to the game. Because I wore <laughs> it wasn't a suit. It was a coat and tie. It wasn't like a suit suit. It was a a regular not one shade lower than Belk's coat and one shade lower than your local uh drugstore tie. And and they they'd let me in. Uh, Gary Clark uh, backed me up on that. 100%. Uh, I believe it. I go to all these high school football games, oftentimes wearing my Alabama coach's shirt type thing. It's not on purpose, but, um, you know, it's Fridays. It's football season. So, of course, I'm wearing an Alabama shirt. And I go to these high school football games nine times out of ten by myself. And when I walk up to the gate, my Alabama shirt, and I'm by myself at my age, I, I'm asked all the time, uh, are you a coach? Because they don't charge the coaches to get in. You know, right. So, so I'm asked all the time, well, Jim, and yeah. So I get, I, I get it. Jim, yep. We got one minute left here, so let's go ahead and sign off. But yeah, let's do the. We'll do the national championship from 2015 next time. I think this turned out all right. Yeah, great show, Alabama basketball. And uh, I saw Mark Cuban say he thinks the over under on returning uh, NBA to the floor is June 1st. I think that's incredibly optimistic, but uh, I liked, I liked reading it. it made me feel better. He's got a lot more money than me, so if he he can be, afford to be optimistic. All right, let's uh let's do the 2015 national championship, Alabama versus Clemson tomorrow. All right, buddy, roll tide. Roll tide.